Welcome to the Healthy Insider Podcast, where we help supplement and functional food brands create better products. Hi, everybody. I'm John Benninger, and I recently had the privilege to catch up in a conversation with Jim Emmy, the CEO of Now Health Group. Uh, please enjoy the podcast, and if you want to see that full video, you can check it out on our Supply Side YouTube channel. My guest today, who we're going to be catching up with, is uh, Jim Emmy, the CEO of Now Health Group, uh, a great company, one of the uh, legacy companies in this industry that started in 1968, celebrating 52 years of bringing uh, natural products and dietary supplements and personal care products uh, to the world, uh, and uh, one of the uh, few remaining independently owned companies that's still in this market. Uh, today is Friday, April 10th, and uh, let's catch up with Jim. Jim, welcome to the show. Thank you, John. It's good to speak with you. Yeah, it's, it's good to see you. It's good to see anybody these days, uh, uh, Frank, with, with everything we're going through. So before we get started, or actually as we get started, most important, uh, how are you uh, and how are all of your colleagues there at now? Well, I'm doing very well, John. Of course, we're all taking our supplements and uh, uh, keeping an eye on our lifestyles to make sure that we don't get too sedentary and all this and uh, uh, eat right and get plenty of sleep. So far, so good, thank goodness. Uh, of all of our teammates, no one has tested positive so far. Uh, we do have 1,800 people throughout North America in the company. So, uh, uh, you know, the, we were prepared for the eventuality of when that might happen. Uh, we're practicing social distancing at every one of our locations. Uh, large majority of our administrative staff are, are working from home, and uh, it's challenged our IT folks a little bit, but you know what? It's all worked out quite nicely. Uh, and with that, you know what? We're uh, in good shape, uh, meeting the same challenges many other companies are as well, but thank goodness we're hanging in there. That's great to hear. and. Uh, uh, I know that you have, I've been to your uh, your headquarters there in, in Illinois, and it's a, a great facility. I'm guessing there aren't quite as many people there uh, as when I visited that last time. No, no, not not that many. We typically have a, a, a two to two to 300 folks here. Right now, today, of course, uh, being a, a lot of people would be off normally on Good Friday. Uh, we have less than 20 in the building at the moment, so we can distance quite well. So. Yeah. Well, we're all having to learn how. I mean, as you can see, I'm uh, talking to you right now from my uh, home office slash uh, recording studio slash kitchen. So we're, we're all multi-purposing our uh, spaces uh, these days. Um, so as you've had to deal with this and, and the social distancing and keeping the operations and the continuity and, and all that, uh, what are some of the things that y'all have had to to figure out uh, on the fly here. I know all of us, all of our businesses, we're having to sort this stuff out, but I would love for you to share uh, with us a little bit some of the things that, that you all have had to sort out and some of the approaches that you've taken. Yeah, well, we've really, uh, fortunately, in the, the line of work we are, we're a science-based company, and uh, uh, you've seen our manufacturing facilities, just like many in the industry, we're state-of-the-art and uh, normally highly sanitary conditions as it is. Uh, we are taking extra sanitation steps. We've had to stagger shifts to make sure that uh, people are properly distanced. Uh, uh, the break room, we need to keep that sparse. We've taken tables out of there so and chairs so that uh, people aren't tempted to uh, group together. 
Uh, we've certainly uh, the meet meetings, team meetings, and at the beginning of shifts of the operations, uh, those have been down to maybe three or four people that can spread out, and uh, just so we get our communications across. Uh, from that end of it, we uh, are disinfecting a almost a surgical style disinfectant about every two weeks. And of course, we've got a process in place. If someone does test positive, we'll shut down for 24 hours, sanitize, put product on hold if we have to, if somebody had been handling product and the like until we uh, can determine whether or not there's been any risk at all. Uh, the other things that we've had to do is the work from home I mentioned earlier. Uh, that, that actually has been quite successful. Uh, most of our people are pretty comp uh, conscientious and have been very productive and are getting things done. And you know what? This could be the new normal for many companies that we're, we're going to operate this way. Uh, biggest challenges really are just unanticipated, unprecedented demand. We had stocked up on a lot of raw materials that come from China with uh, Chinese New Year's coming up. Mm. Uh, nearly all the vitamin C in the world comes from China, for example, and that's one of the most popular immune products. Yeah. Uh, name an immune product uh, and they're selling. Everybody knows that I've talked to other CEOs. Uh, it's there. Um, the thing that we have a challenge, we've got a catalog of 1,500 products, uh, different SKUs, and about 200 of those are immune products. So that, that's a major challenge for us. Uh, and every, everybody is, is hoarding immune product, products, or at least the retailers, almost like it was toilet paper. Yeah. So, uh, you know, we're, we're encountering that. We've had to institute some rationing so, so that not one uh, customer wipes out all the inventory. We want to take care of our, where our roots are with our small retailers and uh, make sure that they get what they need. And it's worked out pretty well. Everybody's been very understanding with that. Yeah. So service levels have been there. Freight lines, of course, have shifted around because uh, uh, FedEx and, and UPS and the other carriers are also dealing with a lot of home deliveries right now. So that shifted some of the pickup schedules and the like for the timing of getting orders out. Uh, we do a little bit of a direct consumer business. That's, that's picked up. Uh, we've got the retail division here in the Chicago area called Fruitful Yield of, of 12 uh, retail stores, well, 13 lo locations. And we've we've seen increases in, in business there and volume, sales volume, that we probably haven't seen in 12 to 15 years. Wow. People are really taking their health into their own hands and, and coming to companies like us to help meet their goals. Uh, supply chain-wise, we had a lot of contracts already put into place. So we really haven't seen major price increases because of the shortages. I've heard stories that there's a possibly some gouging going on whenever we've seen it. Uh, we've reported it to the FDA and the FTC so that uh, they can follow up on it. Um, although it is getting to a point where a lot of those immune products have longer lead times. And that's just the reality of what we're dealing with. But uh, uh, we see the, the demand we were uh, probably about 40 to 50% above our operating plan in March. And uh, the final figure, I've seen preliminary figures, I haven't seen the finals yet. And we've still got plenty of business to carry us through April. Uh, we're also getting some uh, larger retailers that are trying to negotiate pre-purchases for the fall. Uh, back, back before uh, everything was ordered online or you know, orders were placed electronically with us, 
our big sales booms would happen when the two major trade shows would happen, Expo East and Expo West. Yeah. Other The other two times of the year where it would boost up would be uh, first of the year for New Year's resolutions and then back to school. Curiously, it looks like back to school may be another time when that hits. So what it's almost like what's old is new again. Who would have thought that uh, there'd be a shortage of vitamin C and a major demand of it? Elderberry products, another one that's... Uh, or yeah. uh, in demand, olive leaf, echinacea, purpurea, you name it, it's there. Uh, but I, you know, I'm also looking at that as a big opportunity, John. It, uh, we once again are able as an industry to introduce what we do to more consumers. And to me, it's a, I'm an optimist. I'm, I try not to be foolish about it. Uh, but the fact that more consumers are being introduced to our industry means that there are more that are probably gonna trust us going forward and realize that, hey, here are companies that can support us with our goals. And that that's a big deal to me, I like that. Uh, that said, you know, the economy's really scary right now. You know, in our industry, we're in a, I, I've been on a few calls in Washington and I was at uh, on a call with some uh, White House staff level folks that actually had been previously calls talking about tariffs. And it's since segued right into this. And I had a gentleman, I'm the only one from our industry that's on some of these calls, and the, the staffer asked me how our business was. I said, well, I feel guilty saying it, but we're great. You know, we just need help getting supply. And uh, he said, well, you're in a bubble, Jim. You guys are one of 5 to 10% of, co of, of companies or industries that are even able to be viable right now. And I, I just said, well, with respect, uh, Mr. Secretary, uh, I'd rather be in the bubble than on it. And, you know, I think we all need to be grateful for that. Uh, but this, to me, it truly is an opportunity for all of us to shine and, and make a difference. That said, when the FDA announced that they're not doing routine inspections on incoming in ingredients anymore a couple of weeks ago, that also puts a heavy responsibility on all of us in the industry, especially manufacturers. Uh, that we've got to make sure that we're thoroughly testing as we should always be doing and, and assuring that consumers are going to have a proper safe supply chain to get things done. And I, you know what, I, I, I believe that we'll stand up and we'll deliver on that. Yeah, you know, I, I'd love that you, that you said that. A couple of things that, that really hit home for me there. Uh, we are, I think, seeing an influx of completely new consumers uh, and this is going to be good for public health, not just for our business, but it's going to be good for public health because people are very rapidly learning about uh, wellness and health and uh, how to take care of themselves and their family. And I think these lessons, I hope these lessons uh, will stick with people that whether it's the healthy eating uh, or uh, even just, you know, cleaning and washing hands and sanitizing things and being conscious of those sorts of things. And certainly, the idea of proper nutrition and, and ways to take care of themselves and uh, companies like yours and, and uh, many others that are dedicated to things like trust and transparency and quality. Um, these are uh, relationships, I think, that uh, we can earn that trust and, and turn into long-term relationships. You mentioned something else, though, on the quality in the supply chain, and you and I have talked about this before. Unfortunately, there, there are people out there that are you know in situations like this and it's not just in our industry it's in every industry people just trying to to make a buck and, and one of the concerns that i have and i think you share when you see things like elderberry and, and other 
botanicals and really all products and ingredients uh, flying off the shelves, that it creates that opportunity for some of those uh, bad actors to try and uh, get in there and intentionally, you know, uh, sell stuff that isn't what it's supposed to be. Uh, I know that uh, we've talked before about uh, adulteration and intentional adulteration, and you're passionate about that. Uh, maybe you could just share a couple of uh, thoughts for uh, uh, companies that are out there that might be watching this on what they might be able to do to not get uh, caught up in that and uh, fall victim to some of the uh, fraudulent stuff that might be showing up in the market in times like this. Well, you know, there are a couple of motivations here to make sure that we're vigilant, that what we're buying is what it's supposed to be. And, uh, the, you know, we've economic adulteration is probably the most popular way that the bad actors will, will be motivated uh, to try to cheat. Uh, we should all be testing. We should all be inspecting. You know, some companies have different views of that. Now is not the time to do that. And let's be pragmatic about it. Uh, if, we, if we think Prop 65 is a, <clears throat> a plaintiff's attorney's dream in, in this situation, what if we're a, a company, the, some, there's a company out there who isn't inspecting properly, who isn't testing through a, a qualified lab, a trustworthy laboratory, who isn't making sure that they're they're doing basic identity testing all the way down to the species level of a botanical, perhaps. If you mislabel, you're opening yourself up to civil litigation, not, not just violating the law with the FDA. And it really is about doing the right things for the right reasons. And, you know, I'm, I'm not, like I said, I'm an optimist, I'm not an alarmist, but it's an opportunity for us to all just carry through uh, do the day right, make sure that we, we are ID testing. And any anybody that has finds a problem with a product or, or ingredient that's on the market, call me, let's talk about it, because we need to take action together on that as an industry, not yeah. just as individual companies. And I, and I believe that the agencies will work with us if we do discover something like that properly. Yeah, I know you've been a part of uh, something that uh, uh, American Botanical Council and uh, American Herbal Pharmacopeia and some other, uh, some other groups, the group at uh, University of Mississippi uh, down there in Oxford and, and many others are part of called the Botanical Adulterants Prevention Program uh, that's working on a lot of this stuff from tools to actually uh, stay in front of this with the, the best in class testing, uh, identifying what types of adulterants might be appearing in certain types of products so that uh, QA labs and, and uh, uh, labs can can find them and that sort of thing. And and I know you won't mention it because uh, uh, in addition to being a, a great leader, you're a very humble guy, but I know you received the uh, the Community Builder Award from ABC here uh, at Expo West with, uh, with Mark Blumenthal, his name on it. And part of building and strengthening this community is exactly what you're talking about, coming together. Uh, I think that anybody uh, who is concerned about adulteration in the supply chain uh, would be sir, uh, well served to get involved with that, that group, BAPP, that we both uh, participate in there. Uh, and you can go to the ABC website, herbalgram.com, uh, or excuse me, herbalgram.org, and, and check that out. Um, what, what do you uh, there at now do specifically uh, with testing? I assume your people are out there on the cutting edge, whether it's with that program or others, to try and stay in front of this because the people intentionally trying to 
to adulterate. You know, they're uh, they're trying to beat the system, and so the system's got to stay in front of them. Well, you know, it uh, really comes down to a couple of things, our resources and our people. Uh, we've got over $200 million worth of analytical equipment at, at our locations where we're manufacturing. Uh, we've got testing capability that even some university labs don't have. Uh, but more importantly, uh, we've got over 70 degree chemists, uh, graduate degree chemists, uh, masters and PhDs who are doing nothing but these tests uh, day in and day out of incoming materials, but also in process materials. Uh, we tested every step of our, our, our uh, uh, production processes. And we also have a group of people who do nothing but develop new testing methods. And as we get new methods and they get approved and recognized by the American Oil Chemist Society or some of the other groups, we openly share those methods because uh, we feel it's important to the industry that we all have the best of the best when it comes to doing these uh, standards. We, it's not just uh, altruism, it's good business the, that we make sure we, we take care of things. But we do over 16,000 tests a month. Wow. And uh, that, that keeps us busy, there's no doubt. So we, but, but we're a science-based company and we've made that investment. Our uh, uh, founder, Elwood Richard, was a physical chemist and uh, he, that was where his passion was and that was his vision was to always have that capability. Now that doesn't mean we don't rely on uh, uh, quality uh, outside laboratories, we absolutely do. So, uh, but when you put them all together, you can make a big difference. And you know what, it's, uh, it's a lot less costly than having a problem and doing a recall. Heck yeah. Well, uh, Jim, uh, one last question before uh, I let you go. I know you're busy and, and there's a lot to, uh, to, to do here, but um, there's a lot of uncertainty out there still, a lot of fear in, in, in all that. Uh, you are an optimist. What keeps you going? What, what, uh, as we get through this together and, and get to the other side of this thing, uh, what, what keeps you going? What keeps you optimistic? What keeps you hopeful? Well, I just know that we're, we're making a difference in a lot of people's lives. We're, we're helping improve their, their, their ability to meet their health goals. You know, we can't do it all. It takes nutrition, it takes exercise. Uh, it, it takes a, a lot of good self-care. Uh, but I, you know, I, we couldn't be in a better industry. I've got one of the, the best jobs in the world because of that, and it feels good. And being privately owned, we can make decisions to do the right things for the right reasons that oftentimes a publicly traded country, company can't always do. And okay, I'm biased about that, but uh, the Richard family has empowered me to make decisions for the right reasons all the time, not just for profitability. That uh, Yeah, we've got to make a profit or we can't sustain the business and grow, but uh, put those all together. I'm very fortunate, John. And uh, and I don't know, it's always better to be optimistic because there are always opportunities. You just have to be open to see them. Yeah, fantastic. Well, hey man, thanks for taking some time with us today. Uh, if there's anything we can do, uh, just let us know. And uh, great to see you. Uh, as I say, with all this social distancing, it's just nice to uh, stay connected and, and catch up a little bit. So thanks for being it really, here. It really has, John. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Take care, be safe. Yeah. Be you too, you too, Jim, thank you. Thank you for listening to a Healthy Insider Podcast, now available on Apple Podcasts or through Google Play. Subscribe now to never miss an episode.